Welcome to the Sermon Audio Podcast of Hill Country Bible Church, Georgetown. The podcast bringing you biblical messages that encourage you to put Christ at the center of everyday life. We're here to help you engage in the local church and to invite you into a life that matters through Jesus. If you have any questions about your next step, visit us online at hillcountry.life. And now for today's message. Well, good morning. I want to welcome everybody watching online, all the beautiful faces in this room. Man, we got a full house today. Isn't that awesome? Fantastic. Praise God. Uh, thank you for those of you who prayed for me. I've had COVID the last week. I'm totally fine. If I'm still coughing, don't worry, I'm good. Uh, some people share with me that afterwards you can get COVID brain, like a COVID fog. I'm like, nah, that's not going to happen. So if you'll open up in your Bibles to the book of Mickey Mouse, we'll get started this morning. But uh, <clears throat> I'm good. All right, let me begin with a question. You ready? Let's have some fun here. Man, this is going to be great audience participation. How many of you love to win? Raise your hands. Come on. Put them up. Oh, man. It's good to see so many of you with your hands up. I know some of you are way too spiritual to win, right? You're like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't become a Christian to win. It should be you first, you first, you first. And you can go with that because that's the first shall be last. Put your neighbor above yourself truth. But at the same time, 1 Corinthians 9 tells us this. The Apostle Paul asked a question. Pay attention to this. Paul said, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So let's say it out loud together. Run to win. Run to win. Like Paul doesn't say run to finish. He didn't say just run for fun. He didn't say run to try to get the participation trophy. No, he said run to win. Now, the Bible tells us that we're supposed to run to win. Why does it often feel like we're not winning? I mean, God surely cares about our spiritual life, but why does it often feel like even spiritually we're not winning? Like we're trying to get closer to God. We take two steps forward, and then it seems like we're taking three steps back. Or why does it often feel like we're not winning financially? No matter how hard we try, we just can't seem to get ahead. Or why does it often feel like maybe we're losing relationally? All we want is some close, trusting, loving relationships. And yet so often our, our marriages or the relationships with our kids struggle. Why is it that it seems like we can't overcome in our minds? Like we want to think Christ-like thoughts, but we battle anxiety or, or worry. If the Bible says we're supposed to run this race to win, why aren't we winning? Well, the answer for so many people is this, because you've been trying for too long. You've been trying for too long. You know, it's very common, especially among Christians, to live out what I call a theology of trying. And you'll hear it in the words, I'm trying to get closer to God. I'm trying to read my Bible regularly. I'm trying to be more consistent in prayer. I'm trying to be patient with my kids, but I I just can't. I'm trying to stop procrastinating. I'm trying to eat better every day, but but the refrigerator pulls me in at night. I'm trying to stop making excuses. I'm trying to get to bed at a decent hour, but the spirit of Netflix pulls me in. (laughs) I'm trying to start exercise. I'm trying to manage my money better. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. The problem for so many people is that you've been trying for too long. And so today I wanna bring a powerful change in perspective 
straight from this book right here, straight from God's word. See, we're talking about the power to change, and it begins when we change our thinking, when we change how we think about change. It begins with the perspective we see over and over and over again in this book right here. But before we go there, let's review where we've been over the last few weeks, because in this series, we're building one principle upon another principle upon another principle. And so in week one, we said that real and lasting change is not behavior modification. It is spiritual transformation. It's not just behavior modification. This is spiritual transformation. You change your outward behavior and you don't let God change your heart, the behavior comes back. So this is all a work of the Holy Spirit. This is the work of the Spirit, people. And the question you gotta ask yourself is, who do I wanna become? And I hope the answer is, I wanna be who God wants me to be but that is your spiritual who. And then you attach to that a spiritual why. Like, why do you wanna do it? It's not just, I wanna get in better shape so I look good on the beach this summer. No, it should be, I wanna be in better shape physically because my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I wanna honor God with my body. Or it's not just, I wanna be better at managing my finances so I have more money to spend on me. No, I wanna be a good steward of all that God has entrusted to me so I can be more generous toward those around me. And that's your spiritual why. And then we talked about the spiritual what. And these are the habits you gotta build into your life to become the person God wants you to be. And we said, what is one habit you need to start? And then last week, Troy talked about the spiritual what not. And those are the habits you need to break to become who God wants you to be. Like what is one habit you need to break? And so we've got the spiritual who, spiritual why, spiritual what, spiritual what not. And today we're going to add one more, the spiritual how. How should we think about the power of God to change our lives? And it's going to require a complete change of mindset. Like why do people often want to change, but they don't change? Like why is it that year after year we have this desire to be different and yet we stay the same? The answer is you've been trying for too long. Why aren't you winning? You've been trying for too long. So here's the change in mindset. You ready? I want to encourage you by the power of God's word to stop trying and start trusting and training. Stop trying over and over and over again. You've been doing that. Stop that. Start trusting God and training to be who God wants you to be. Well, let me show you where this principle is found in God's word. The apostle Paul he wrote a letter to the Corinthians, and they would have loved, loved, loved this competitive metaphor. You know, when I said earlier, who likes to win? Some of you are like, oh, yeah, for the glory of God, get out of my way. I will blow you out of the water. Mm -mm. If you're like that, you're going to love this metaphor that God lays out in his holy, inspired word. But let me give you the backdrop first. See, the reason the Corinthians would have loved this competitive metaphor where Paul said, run to win, is because Corinth was a city in Greece. And if you know your ancient history, you know that Greece, every four years, they hosted the Olympic Games. And those were some big time competitions. And then every two years in Corinth itself, they held what was called the Isthmian Games. It was like a smaller version of the Olympics. And I did some research on this, pretty fascinating. They had some really interesting sports. They would do chariot racing, they would do wrestling, they would do boxing, and they would hold poetry contests, okay? I am not making this up, okay? 
Like you had chariot racing, you had wrestling, you had boxing, and you had poetry contests. Now, we're not exactly sure how it went down. I'm guessing they were dropping a beat in the street, like busting it out. Yo, my name is Paul, used to be Saul, then I took a fall when I got the call, and that's all, okay? <laughs> Whatever. I promise you, yeah, they were much better than I am. Thank you, Michael. <clears throat> but, but anyway, they, these Corinthians, man, they would have been leaning in big time, big time, when the Apostle Paul asked this question. Don't you realize that in a race, boom, that got their attention, a race, Olympic games, we do that all the time around here, Isthmian games. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in there. Does he say trying? No, he says training. Like stop trying, start training. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. What they would get, they would get a wreath, and it literally would just wither up, die, fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Stop trying and start trusting and training. Now, I did a little research on how the athletes would train for these Olympic events. It was intense, okay? Very intense. They would actually go into this 10-month pre-Olympic training regimen following a very strict diet that included absolutely no wine. If some of you are like, I'm out, right? And no junk food. The rest of you are like, okay, I'm out. I mean, they would watch very carefully what they put into their bodies. And the wrestlers, I got to tell you, the wrestlers were crazy. Like, they would wrestle in these extreme conditions. The temperatures in the summertime would get over 100 degrees. They would go out at noon in the heat of the day to train and wrestle. And in the wintertime, they would go out in the snow and wrestle just to prepare their bodies for these extreme temperatures, right? The cold, the heat. And according to various historians, some of them would wrestle bears, like some horses, some even lions. Like at that point, I'm going the poetry round. I mean, that's taking a whole new level. Uh -uh, I'm reading, let me read poetry, okay? I may not be good, but I'm gonna do that. But, but when you look at the Bible, it's so interesting to me. The Bible never tells us to try to honor God. The Bible doesn't say, you know, try to take care of yourself, try to be more disciplined, or, or try to be more godly. Well, 1 Timothy 4, 7 says, instead, train yourself to be godly. Don't try, but train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good. But training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Don't try. Train yourself to be godly. Let's say this out loud together. I want us to say, I'm not trying, I'm trusting and training. On three. One, two, three. I'm not trying, I am trusting and training. Again, I'm not trying, I am trusting and training. Yeah. God doesn't want us to just try. He wants us to trust him to change us as we train for godliness. So what's the difference between trying and training? So glad you asked, okay? Let me break it down for you. I'll make it really simple. Stop trying. Why? Because trying is an attempt to change with minimal commitment, right? When you're trying, you're often bringing a half-hearted attempt because you've already got your escape clause, right? You've already got your excuse clause, 
I'm trying to pray, which means you might not actually pray. See, it gives you permission to fail because you've already said, I'm just trying. So you've got an out. I'm trying to read the Bible, but you're probably not. I'm trying to be nicer to people, but they're not. I mean, they drove around me and I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying not to eat the whole thing, but, but I just did, All right? Because trying is kind of a half-hearted, trying is an attempt to change with minimal commitment. Training, on the other hand, is a whole different mindset. Training is a wholehearted commitment designed to achieve a specific result. Let me say that again. Training is a wholehearted commitment designed to achieve a specific result. And I think intuitively, you know the difference. Like when you're trying, you just kind of show up and hope. I'm trying to do better this time. But when you're training, let me give you two thoughts. Number one, when you're training, you go out and you get the gear, don't you? I mean, let's say you're going to be a runner. So you know what? I'm going to take up running. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to train to be a runner. What do you do? The first thing you do, you go out and you buy the shoes and you get the more expensive running socks, and they're right there by your ankles, so you get the cool runner tan, right? And you got to get the running shorts, and, and maybe you go out, and you get, you get the watch, and maybe the cool runner's hat with the glasses that are aerodynamic, and, and you get the, the water bottle and the, the goo, right, <laughs> whatever it is. Maybe the fanny pack, because you're going to need whatever's in that fanny pack, because you're running so long, right? When you're a runner, you got to go out. you got to get that stuff, you go and you get the gear. For those of you, let's say you're training to be organized. And I know some of you are big time organizational gurus, right? You're experts at that. And what do you do? You go out and you get the gear, don't you? Yeah, some of you are nodding better than I've ever seen you nod before. It's like you have the spiritual gift of organization. And you've got God's favorite planner and God's favorite markers, right? God's favorite stickers and pins and got the binders, a little insert. You've got the washi tape, whatever that is. I have no idea what it is or why it's important. Somebody said, you got to have washi tape, all right? But you go, you get that gear. And it doesn't matter if you're a runner, you do that. If you're an organizational person, you go out and you get the gear. The second thing you do when you're training is you create a game plan, don't you? I mean, you're in training. Like Rocky does not show up to fight Apollo without some kind of training plan. He's got the game plan. He's listening to Eye of the Tiger, right? And he's getting up early in the morning and drinking those raw eggs. And, and he's going running and people are following him up the steps and he's dancing on the Capitol. And, and then he goes out to some extremely cold, snowy place to train or he's training in an underground basement or he's chasing chickens around, right? Why? He's not trying. Man, he's committed. He is training. Folks, these are basic across the board principles. That's why Paul is making this comparison here between physical training and spiritual training. Because if you're training to change and become the person God wants you to be, then you have to begin to instill in your life some basic spiritual disciplines. Things like daily prayer, daily time in God's word. I mean, you've got to have authentic community. You've got to get involved with Christians who will challenge you to grow spiritually you need to find a mentor, a disciple, or you can learn from. You need to find a place to serve. And you devote yourself to it. And everybody else says, well, how do you have time for it? I have time for it because I have a priority to do it. I'm not trying. I'm not trying. I am trusting and I'm training. You know, looking back on my life, it's been a while now, but there was a season when I spent 90 minutes in the gym, 90 minutes a day in the gym, about five to six times a week. 
And I have no idea where I got that time from, right? My schedule is just so jam-packed. I mean, looking right now, it would seem impossible to fit that in. But it was a priority for me, so somehow I made the time to do it. Like, I didn't try to make it to the gym. I trained myself to be there. So rather than trying, why don't you just trust God and start training? And then watch what happens when he shows up. Because this is not just physical. This is not just behavior modification. This is spiritual transformation. So God shows up when you show up. God shows up when you show up to train. You say, well, where do you start with this spiritual training? (laughs) Same place. You get the gear and you get a plan. You're training to be closer to God, so you get the gear. You go out and you get your Tony Evans study Bible or you, you get your YouVersion Bible app. And maybe you go out and you buy a little journal so you can record what God is teaching you, what God is showing you. And you get your worship playlist because you want to fill your mind with the presence of God. So you got to get the gear, and then you got to have a plan when you're in training. When you're training for godliness, you need a plan. So you say, if I am in town, I'm going to plan to be in church on Sunday, worshiping together with other brothers and sisters in Christ, hearing the word of God collectively. You plan to do that. And you plan to serve somewhere because we are served and every one of us, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have a gift to serve the body of Christ. So we're not just going to church, we are the church. And you plan to pray daily. Here's a key make it or break it point. Since this is spiritual transformation, this training requires prayerful dependence on the spirit. Write that down. This is, it may seem obvious, it's, it may not be obvious for some people. Since this is spiritual transformation, this training requires prayerful dependence on the Spirit. So you plan to pray, you plan to study the Bible. When you're trying, you give up if it gets too hard or if you just, just don't feel like it. But when you're training, you don't act according to your feelings, do you? You act according to your commitment. Whether you're an athlete or a disciple of Jesus, a follower of Jesus, If you have a goal, if you have a dream and you're fighting for something that matters, trying apart from training, that's unthinkable. It's unthinkable. So we're not trying to be godly. We're training ourselves to serve God in every area of our lives. Do you see the change in perspective, the change in mindset? It's huge. Listen again to what Paul has to say here. Paul says, so I run with purpose in every step. Wow, purpose, direct me, God. Show me your will here. Show me who to love. Show me where to give. I've got purpose in every single step, Paul says. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Is your body your master? Or do you believe the power of God through you is stronger than the wrong desires in you? I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should do. I'm not trying. I'm trusting and I'm training. I've got the gear and I've got a plan. And listen, when you're in training, you're becoming better at what you already are. And so you need to begin with this mindset. You need to, from the outset, say, I am a spiritual man of God in training, or I am a spiritual woman of God in training. You say, how does this play out? Well, you're not trying to save your marriage. You believe that you are a great marriage in training. 
So what do you do? You, you get the gear, whatever it is. I don't know, the matching t-shirts, okay? Say, oh, that's cheesy. Hey, that's what cheesy couples do, all right? You, you get in counseling or you find a place to start serving together. You start praying with each other when you'd rather fuss at each other, but you believe we are a great marriage in training. See, I'm not trying to be a better friend. I am a good friend in training. I'm loyal, I'm generous, I'm building them up with my words, I'm picking them up when they fall down, and even if they do the wrong thing, you don't care, because you remind yourself that a friend loves like a brother at all times. So I'm gonna be there for them, I'm gonna keep loving them. Not trying, I'm training. All right, so each week, there's a goal and there's a question. So what's the question this week? Based on who you want to become, how are you going to train? How are you going to do this? What gear do you need to get? What plan do you need to set in place? I am training for godliness. And so every morning when I wake up, I have a vision, I have a purpose, and I know who God has called me to be. And I've got my spiritual why. It's for his glory. And I've got my spiritual what, the the habits I'm instilling in my life and the spiritual whatnot. I've got these habits I'm breaking to get out of my life the things that are not honoring to God, the things that are keeping me from becoming who God wants me to be. And I know how to train spiritually to become more and more and more of who God already says I am. I know how to do that. Not trying. I'm trusting and training. And don't miss this. Okay, you're not winning when you hit some goal in the future. You're winning when you show up today and start training. So I want you to feel this. I'm not trying. Wipe that word from your vocabulary. Let's say this one more time out loud together. I'm not trying. I'm trusting and I'm training. So get the gear, get a plan, and show up. And trust that God will empower you to become more and more of who he already says you are. See, you're in training to become the person God created you to be. So God, we ask that you would do this today. I ask for myself and my brothers and sisters in this room that in full prayerful dependence on you, because this is spiritual transformation, that you would show up and you would remind us of who we are in Christ and why we're here for your glory and, and what habits we need to instill in our lives and what habits we need to break And then for today, God, how, how are we going to do this? That we would just pick an area. We would get the gear. We would come up with a plan. And we would start by believing that we are who you say we are. We are not who we've been told in our minds, by our parents, by other people, by the enemy. We are not who we think we are even. We are who you say we are. And based on that, we can stop trying and we can trust you and dive into this. And God, my prayer, my prayer is that like Paul, we could say in our lives that there is purpose in every step. Purpose in every step. Lord, we acknowledge that apart from you, we can do none of this. But we also believe, according to your word, that as we jump in, as we train ourselves for godliness and trust you to be there, you will show up and you will do things that we could not even imagine was possible because you're a supernatural God. You're a perfect God. 
and all things are possible in and through you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you've got prayers this morning, if you'd like somebody to pray with, we're going to have some volunteers up front. They'd be happy to pray with you after the service. Otherwise, you guys go and have a wonderful week.